Hey, Andrew, what would the chessboard? What picture? Close your eyes and picture that you right. walk into Hot Topic, and right in front of you is a chessboard. Uh, What's well, it look like? Okay, uh, it's probably like you know, black. It's got black pieces, oh, and yep, and the other side, it's got black pieces as well. Black light. So it's very, very tough to tell which side you're playing on. Uh, yeah, the pieces shine, and if you shine black light on it, for sure, absolutely. They're all wearing like. 90s cartoon t-shirts uh-huh well um, yeah or band t-shirts or they're just family guy uh, right characters great point are we thinking about hot topic or are we thinking about spencer's gifts <laughs> listen to me i do a little of both i've in my mall two <laughs> <laughs> can play that game Hey, I'm Pete Steele. And I'm Andrew Miller. Welcome to Two Can Play That Game, the podcast for people who have one friend. If you have more than one friend, this podcast is not for you. Stop listening. If you have more than one friend, you're in the wrong place. Yeah, get out of here, popular person. We Leave, want, idiot. We want, we want somebody with one friend only. Yes, no one who has made friends in their life and i do mean friends, friends plural plural right exactly we is allowed in this room with us uh basically this is the podcast about two-player tabletop games board games for two people only so or at least board games that two people can play right sure uh two people that would have fun playing that game perhaps just the two of them <laughs> just the two of us Playing board games in the sky, just the two of us, me and Andrew. <laughs> well, that that brings us to our next subject, actually. Why would uh, two guys come up with this podcast? Well, because we each only have one friend, and that's even borderline, calling it a friend. I'd only say. one true friend in my life, and he's sitting across the table from me right now. Yep. Uh, and I'll tell you what, he's the only one who's ever there for me. In certain scenarios, such as when we go camping, Andrew, why don't we get into why we would we would ever do a well, dang podcast? So, so we we used to have more than one friend each. Um, way we back used to have when. a lot of friends that would go camping with us. We go camping every day. year. It was lots of fun. Campfire, sing songs once you know, a year. It wasn't that fun. We would only do it once a year because camping is does get old within three hours. Well, but. Well, we thought it was fun at least, but I guess well, nobody, you and I did. I guess clearly. nobody else did because they yeah. they stopped coming. So eventually, it was just the two of us going camping. Just the two of us. <laughs> so less we, and less every year, Andrew, until it was me and you getting rained on. So we were literally sitting there in the rain, staring at each other, and uh, that's all you do when you go camping. Some people go boring as hell. Some people, uh, some people love camping. They go, they love all the activities you can do. You and I mainly main activity staring at each other. <laughs> In the rain. So it was kind of a necessity that we got um, some board games to play that were, you know, specifically for two people. That's right. I wasn't going to talk to you for any length of time. We needed to do something <laughs> with our hands and our eyes when we were done staring at each other. So <laughs> no, we, com because conversation is awkward, right? We don't want to have conversations. What are you going to talk about out there? You're in the woods. There's only so many times you can say, uh, is that a bird? <laughs> and you know, even then, it's probably a little forced because it is a bird. You'd know it's a bird. You're li you got two ears. In you're... fact, that's that's actually true. I mean, well, I come back from hanging out, and uh, and my wife will say, "Well, what did you guys talk about?" Um, uh, the, well, the board game. Yeah, you know, exactly. Uh, yeah. How, how's 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 Pete's life going? Um, 
not sure. I don't know. I actually Does have, he have no a girlfriend? idea. I really don't know. I don't. <laughs> not sure. Um, we didn't get. We didn't cover that. We didn't have time to cover that. And she's like, uh, "What? You where, were gone for seventy-two hours, <laughs> and you're." Where's yeah. he living these days? I, Ooh, I, I think it's around I here don't somewhere. don't know. <laughs> I, I think it's at a house. Uh, that's a guess. No, yeah. So. Uh, one time we had a bunch of frogs who were croaking up a storm, and that was probably the most fun we've ever had. Uh, and that's when we said, hey, we got to get board games involved or else we're going to go nuts. So, yeah. then, uh, so then we started to play board games, but they had to specifically, we couldn't just be playing, what, Hungry Hungry Hippos or some other... Some well, group game. Well, you know, we could. We'd have to <laughs> modify that. But we needed games that two people could play. And so at this point, mm, after many a year of camping without any other friends involved, we now are uh, connoisseurs of the old two-player games. Yeah. Well, connoisseurs. I don't know. Connoisseurs. I know. That's I, don't li- I don't like the French either. <laughs> I hate French words. Master. That's... We'll use a good English oh, word okay. like We're uh, of geniuses of two-player games. Yeah. Two Games that we can play together. And so what we're going to do for you, dear listeners, is we're going to uh, break these down and uh, take them apart like a mechanic. So we've got a game uh, each podcast to you know break down and, and review for you. Um, mm-hmm. Tell you, in fact... Review way more than you would ever want to know about this game. Um, yeah, that could be. You can turn this off anytime you want. I would like to emphasize <laughs> to all our listeners that you can always turn this, this off. Is, this is Unless great, you're my mother, in which case you have to listen to this. This is a great way, way to start through. a podcast. Tell people that. Turn it off anytime. You can turn it off anytime, especially if they have more I feel than one like friend. some people aren't going to know that they can turn this off and they need <laughs> a little bit of help. Go ahead and hit the stop button. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with that in mind. With that in mind, let's get to our first game here, Andrew. What are we doing today? Well, this week we're we're going back to the original two-player board game. I uh, figured might as well start with the two-player board game. Okay, everybody knows and love. It's called chess. Chess, not chest. Chess. Oh, <laughs> chest was probably the original two-player board game, <laughs> if you know what I mean. I'm not gonna get into it because we're gonna try to keep this podcast clean as a whistle, but. If you know what chest might allude to, and you know that there's two people involved. He's talking about memories, people. Fill in the blanks. (laughs) Memories. So let's talk about this game. Uh, Pete and I have played many chess games, um, Mm -hmm. and we're still not good at it. Um, oh, we're very bad at it, but we're equally bad, which equally is good. Bad. Yeah, right. And that's I think um, that's an important part of chess, is that you want to be as equally bad as the person that you're playing against. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, it's just not fun otherwise. No. Um, um, so yeah. We, we actually play quite a bit on uh, on our phones, a great app that we'll get into later. It's called Chess Time. Yes, uh, absolutely. Plug. Well, when we get to our sponsor, <laughs> Chess Time. Chess Time, the free app, Chess Time. The free app, Chess Time, who is who follows our every move, um, and they love the podcast. But also, playing chess in person is uh, is pretty fun to do. We have a chess set right in front of us here. Yeah, we do indeed. I'm looking at it right um, now. Let's, let's sum up this game in one sentence. Okay. See if you can do that. One sentence explanations. I uh, yeah I got a I got a few actually for those and, people uh, who have never played chess before you know or never yes. seen the chess I think everybody's at least heard of chess I don't know the way that we're gonna hook some folks in yeah some of you guys out there uh, never even heard of chess and you're thinking to yourself right now <laughs> what in the heck are these two guys talking about 
how am I, how, what, how do I get a handle on this game? Well, try this on for size. Here's chess in one sentence. We took all the humanity out of war so you don't get distracted by how sad it is. <laughs> chess. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. That's pretty accurate, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you thought about the fact that this is just a war, a war slash murder game, and you really got deep into it, I think you'd probably get sad because there are a lot of people die in this game. All these pieces are people that that, that die. Quite frankly. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, chess. Uh, sum it up in one sentence. Chess. Everybody dies for our supreme leader. Uh, yeah. That's you sacrifice every single piece on the board, and hopefully, hopefully you're still around. Absolutely. Here's one more sent one sentence sum up for chess. Literally a murder simulator, but with the blood option turned off. Chess. <laughs> that's that's it. If you're not if you don't want to play chess after that, I don't know what to tell you. Now I would like to play chess with the blood option turned on. That's interesting. That's what you got to go to the menu and turn it that's on, it. and then Barack, <laughs> and then when Baraka slices the king's throat and put punches him into an acid bath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never turn that on. I'm gonna have Fatality. to. Yeah, this game is rated E for everyone until you turn that on. Um. So, uh, what do you even do in chess? So we've covered the murder extensively at this point, which right. I think is the centerpiece of this game. And and it's and it's and it's murdering. It, yeah, you're, you're sending your your pieces out there to be murdered. Um. Sometimes that's right. A lot of times on purpose. You want your pieces. You're kind murdered. of a puppet master in this game, and you got a big old army. And the most people you have are essentially slaves. They're pawn. They're called pawns, and they're pieces that are just foot soldiers they they can't move very far they can't attack uh, they can only attack diagonally um and they're really worthless they move one space at a time right which, one space at a time. i mean once you know more about chess you gotta know that that's a big slip up Whoops. we have we, <laughs> right they should have thought who programmed those guys they should have thought through that a little they should bit have better. thought through that a little bit better um uh they're essentially sleep to sheep to the slaughter outside you got uh they're called rooks or some people call them castles because they look kind of like castles mm -hmm. um and then you got the horses, or really the proper term is knights. Um, even uh, though, well, but there's no knights on there's these no knights on You the never horses. see the knights, so they're just horses. I, I, there's probably chess sets with knights riding the horses, but usually I don't want to see them just personally. Just horses. Yeah. Um, then you got uh, your religious guys, uh, the bishops. <laughs> they're they're you know less than I'm not really Catholic, but they're less than cardinals, oh. I guess, more than regular priests. Yeah, uh, that's true. Bishops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely not the pope. I know that. They're not the pope. But They're maybe the Pope's sons. Maybe so. They're maybe the Pope's sons, possibly. Of course, it, expendable they are. You got the most powerful piece on the on the board, the Queen. You, you know, know, it's it's interesting you say that because probably the most powerful piece is the Pope. That's why he's not even on the board. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe he's you are, He's so smart. Maybe we're the Pope. You know, we're each oh, different Pope. That's a good point. Okay, so chess. War of Popes. The War of Pope War. <laughs> pope War. Chess. Pope War. Vatican Judgment Day. I don't know. <laughs> chess. Pope Wars. Chess. Pope Wars. Pope Wars. Um, and then finally, you got the king who. A lot of people think is you know the best piece, but really it's the king doesn't do very much. It's just a scaredy cat the whole time. Yeah, the king's interesting because the king also kind of only moves one space at a time, so he's kind of a pawn if you think about it, which is pretty deep. Uh, somebody whoever invented this might have been a little high Whoa. when they invented it. King is also a pawn. King is yeah. also kind of a pawn. Uh, but yeah, the and the queen, like you said, is rules. 
can go yeah. everywhere anytime oh, yeah. she wants. Uh, and uh, you gotta, so the object of the game is that you gotta get to your other person's king. You gotta kill the other person's king. Capture them so he can't move anymore. Well, capture, it depends on who capture, you ask. Oh, sorry, I forgot. This is all mercy. This is actually no, yeah, no this mercy. Is mer this is a no mercy, no POW right. Vietnam war-esque um, game. Yeah, it depends. If you get the Vietnam War version of the game, it's pretty messy. If if you want to learn more about, uh, you know, how these pieces move and all the different rules of this, um, you know, just go be a person for a little while and mm -hmm. uh, try and figure that out because I think a lot of people know some of this stuff. If you don't... Um, oh, yeah, good point. You could also Google it. Um, you could Google it. Oh, you yeah, could type in chat, chess. That's one of our Google. sponsors, Google. Google. <laughs> Google. <laughs> Google backslash chess. <laughs> Google dot chess. So uh, and that's chess basically. Every every piece moves in a different way, and you go back and forth. You move your one piece at a time, and then it's your partner's turn to move their piece that they think is gonna do the good job, and then eventually two pieces meet and they gotta duke it out, and then one person dies. Absolutely, there's literally no way to not kill someone in this game unless you refuse to play it. Well. And that's always a smart option with chess. Just that's, you play. could always not play it. That's another thing I want to emphasize to the listeners is that you don't have to play chess, actually, ever. Actually, yeah, you could just turn off chess whenever you want. Yeah. Do not play it. Yeah. In fact, I might even recommend it. Uh, kind of like this podcast. You know? <laughs> yeah. They're both they're both things you can turn off. Anytime. Both optional things in your life. You could always just sleep instead of doing any of this stuff. Let's talk about the history of this game. Where did chess come from? Everyone at home is dying to hear the history of chess. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Wanna, what do you think? Want to take of, any guesses? Bunch of I, cavemen. I, uh, I did look it up, but I want to see if you can, all if right. you can guess. Here's my one. guess. My guess is that they're a bunch of cavemen. They cut the heads off of a bunch of dogs and monkeys. And then <laughs> they and then they were moving them around. They were doing a thing where they're like, arr, 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 and then they're moving the dog towards the other guy's monkey's uh, head. And okay, uh, yeah. and then they, if it gets close, he mimes the dog biting the monkey face. Wow, and that's chess, baby. <laughs> you know, there's nothing on Wikipedia that refutes what you just said. There so you go. It's definitely possible. Hey, I'm telling you. In fact, it says no one is is certain how this uh, game started. It started. It should, it should say one person is certain how this game started. <laughs> And yeah. his name is Pete Steele, his and name he hosts Pete... popular podcast Two Can Play That Game. <clears throat> well, it's a good plug on Wikipedia for us. <laughs> we might have to edit the Wikipedia page of chess. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad <laughs> See idea. See how long that lasts. Um, <clears throat> history of chess goes back almost 1,500 years. Oh, okay. Uh, originated in India, of all places, although there is some controversy. Some people saying it did originate in China. Um, okay, but there probably not any Americans are refuting that because most Americans are like, that's the same place, right? India and China. <laughs> They're like, I don't know. It's yeah, over close there. Enough, right? <clears throat> Bunch of folks over there. Um, eventually the the game spread to Persia, mm -hmm. and then the no uh, idea where that is. The Arabs conquered Persia, and uh, okay. chess was taken into the Muslim world. Okay. And then they spread out, you know, up to Europe, and that's sure. when it started to morph into chess as we know it. The game, the game was much different before that, you know. Basically, the 
pieces had different names. Dog, dog heads and monkey. Right, heads. dog head. It was okay. So you got me. It was dog head. There we and go. Monkey uh, it's funny how you keep talking about how they were like, well, they brought chess with them, and what you're neglecting to say is they came into a place to murder everyone, and they when they were. <laughs> In the in the <laughs> breaks between murdering people, they played chess in a, the, a game about the murdering spread. people. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right. This is kind of I thought this was kind of interesting. It said uh, that the precursors of chess originated in northern India during the Gupta Empire, mm-hmm. where its early form in the sixth century was known as Chaturanga. Not sure. I cannot <laughs> believe that you, there's a part of you that thinks you might have pronounced that correctly. Chatur- Chaturanga. Uh, this translate as the four divisions, meaning... So, okay, so they had... These were the, what they called the pieces. Infantry. Yeah. Cavalry. Okay. Which we see with the horses. Yeah. Elephantry. Mm, elephantry, like, mil- mil- Militarized elephants, right? Militarized elephants. I, uh, yeah, I'm and down. And chariotry. Chariotry. So, like, chariots. Chariotry. Um... George Washington chopped down the chariot tree. Right, so that was pawns, knights, bishops, which were elephantry. So elephants morphed into bishops and chariots. Now that's a movie I'd like to see. Elephants morphing into bishops. Right. James Cameron. I kind of want to see elephants with little bishop hats on, you know? Ooh. Little pontiff uh, uh, elephants. I'd like to see that too. I'll just dream about it tonight, I guess. And, you know, the rest is history. I thought this was kind of interesting. They have some translations for the different pieces online here into Spanish and French. You know, the king is like Ray or Roy in French. Queen. His name's Roy. 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 His name is just Roy in French. I think it's probably Wa or something like that. And uh, this is interesting. Pawn. You know, Pawn is in in Spanish and French. It's probably like Jerry. Yeah, that sounds very French to me. Uh, Peon. Oh, peon hello. Is, yeah, yeah, right? Pawn, uh, peon in French. And hmm. Spanish, peon. Yeah, so that's the history of chess. It reflected what back then was modern day life. They they included characters huh? that they saw every day, you know, that pawns, bishops, military people on horses. So that got me thinking about what if chess were invented today? Oh, what would the pieces be like? What would the pieces be like? Probably these... Simpsons characters, <laughs> if we're being real with each other. Well, it'd probably be like, hey, here's Homer Simpson. I'm... <laughs> oh, that exists. That has to I'm exist. I'm sure there is yeah. Simpsons chess yeah. out so there. So there you go. There's your, an- there's your question <laughs> answered. But like the like the pawn, like who would all these pieces be? Because there, there aren't too many kings anymore. Uh, yeah. You know, or queens. And but definitely I'm not, I ain't seeing them. I'm not convinced that well, they I'm would seeing go with... queens every day in my Instagram account. Right. Well, I'm feed. That's what I'm, That's actually what I'm thinking. I'm thinking maybe oh, young kings. We're not seeing politicians as yes the leaders. Queens. You know, we're yeah, we're thinking we're seeing yes queens. Yes. Um. You know, probably. I am here for chess. Right. I'm here. I am here for this. Um. In terms of bishops, uh, there. You know, religion is not as prominent as it was back then. I mean, yeah. I know there are religious people out there. I mean, let's face it. The Catholic Church is kind of in the dog. Right, right. So, so what is our what is our modern uh, religion right now? That probably Steve Jobs, Steve or Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg. Okay, so right, because our religion is our phones. Right. So, so your your bishops are your tech moguls. Uh, yes. So Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg. Steve, right. Oh, okay. So one is Steve one's Jobs. Steve and Jobs and Mark. Rest Zuckerberg. in peace. And one's Mark Zuckerberg. Mark one Zuckerberg. is Steve Jobs in his in prime. <laughs> <laughs> and not using crystals to cure his disease. Right, right. Pre-crystal Steve Jobs. The other one is Mark Zuckerberg in his prime, 
uh, which is probably now, was I guess. He probably hasn't even reached it at this point. He's probably still building up his power as we speak. I guess. And then, of course, the horses were like military guys back then. So I'm thinking okay. that. So we're thinking stolen valor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are guys stealing valor. Yeah. So, okay, if they're... If the horses are military fighters, then they're probably just Obama's drones, I guess. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. right. So then there we go. So now we've... Unmanned drones. We've we've got... I like it. They can jump over things. Steve Jobs. We got Mark Zuckerberg. We got a couple of unmanned drones. Drones. Killing innocents. Um, Beyonce and Jay-Z are in the middle. Absolutely. Right? And then the rooks, you know, they're just supposed to represent your, your, your castle, your home. Right. So yeah. Okay. So are we talking? Um, I'm talking the home button from your. Oh, iPhone. I like. How it. about that? But maybe, maybe, maybe the rooks are still living at your parents' house. Oh yeah, that's that what could they be. are. The boomerang uh, house, if you will. And then the pawns are just all of us. It's like your your picture your face. The little guy. Yeah. The the gears in the capitalist machine. The pawn is the pawn's just me punching in the work, baby. <laughs> Again. <laughs> they're just a bunch of punch clocks just a bunch of punch clocks just a bunch of data on nope. the sh- on the spreadsheets of our bosses i think actually the king and queen probably would be like a dog and a cat because let's face it yeah dog and cat people or a pie and a cake it would probably be a meme of a dog and a meme of a cat oh definitely yeah good point so uh let me think uh the king is probably what if it's that Spider-Man meme where they're pointing at each other, and that's the king and the queen, <laughs> and they're kind of the same? Right. But, okay. Got it. Oh, okay. How about one of them, SpongeBob, and then, now we're talking. And the other ones, is it Squidward or Patrick? Probably that little shrimp guy from SpongeBob. Plankton. <laughs> Plankton. That little shrimp guy. Probably. Plankton. No, we're Plankton. Oh, because we're we're, we're we're the puppet masters. I got gotcha. you. This is SpongeBob. Chess. Actually, that probably that also, also probably <laughs> exists. exists uh, Pretty much you anything truth. you can think of. Rut row. They yeah. have they have chess for. So anyway, that's about the history of chess. <laughs> yeah, but somehow that was. We've the been covering of chess. the history of chess there for a while. Uh, any more history for uh, chess? Yeah, another interesting chess fact for you is that, that um eventually computers started playing chess. Oh no! One of the first. Uses for computers uh, was to program them to play chess. I saw this in Terminator. Yeah, <laughs> right. So talk about murder. Uh, this game is really just about how we're all going to be murdered by yeah, machines Yeah, what a in the mistake, future. dude. What a mistake to take, be like, okay, computers that work for us. Right. And then somebody had the bright idea. They're like, I'm going to make these smarter and more able to think on their own. It's like, okay, buddy. Let, let's train them to murder. Yeah, you know? exactly. That's basically well, good point. Right? Of all the games, you couldn't have taught them sorry right. or <laughs> memory. <laughs> you had to teach them a game where literally everyone on the board Computer should might learn. die. Right, at least learn to say sorry first. Before exactly. Uh... Candyland? Give us some candy, baby. Now, that would be great. That's a, that's a future I can How get How about into. Solitaire? So that a computer has something to do when it's on its own. Instead, you taught it literal warfare so i guess actually you can play chess even if you don't have any other friends or if your best friend is a computer that that's all you need yeah that's true that does count as a friend though or a girlfriend or potentially a wife well (laughs) i I totally don't judge we don't judge i can't judge i'm one step i'm not i'm not judging you (laughs) 
Yeah, when uh, my employer usually asks me where you're going to be in five years, I say, uh, probably married to a computer and extremely happy and satisfied. Hey, congratulations on your anniversary to your computer. C5100. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. So I guess we're not friends in the future then. That's cool. Absolutely not. <laughs> unless you upload yourself into a sexy robot app. If you're gonna get you're gonna get my wedding invitation in the mail and it's gonna be like you are your presence is desired at the marriage of Pete Steele and Dell in Spiron five hundred. <laughs> and then you'd probably be like, Well, this is probably a digital wedding and nope. It's actually I've rented out a hall, I wear them in a tux and so is the Dell. Oh yep. sweet. Can I be the best man? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Nope, it's threatening the computer. Oh, okay, I see, I see. I'll, I'll show up, <laughs> I guess. All right, Pete, so um, we actually have a chess board here in front of us, uh, so all this talking about chess is just making me so excited. Getting to... me thirsty for yeah, chess. Really. Uh, let's, you want to play a game of chess right now? Why don't we play, it's here, you know, why sign the chess board right, if you're not going to play it, as they say? Chess break. So we have two colors, white and black. Uh -huh. uh, white usually goes first. Um, how are we going to decide who goes first here? Hey, why don't we just go ahead and do the old coin flip? The old coin flip. All right, let's see. I got it. Also, one of my favorite two-player games, coin flip. What, flipping a coin? Is flipping you... a coin, <laughs> and then you call it in the air. That's two people, right? Wow, well, we, be one people. we could do a whole podcast about that. That's well, a pretty good tune game in right next there. Week. All right, I don't know how much time we could fill with that. All right, here we go. Flip a coin. Uh, you call it in the air. Ready? Heads. It is heads. Okay. My first chess move is going to be E4. My pawn to E4. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Unbelievable move there, Pete. Uh, way to now, start the game off. <laughs> aggressive. Aggressively. All right. Well, uh, I'd love for you to do your next move, Andrew, as you normally would with chess, but we don't have time. We'll have to get to this <laughs> some other time. Uh, well, uh, okay. Let's, we'll, we'll. Save the game, and I'll make my move another time. All okay, right. Maybe that after sounds we're done recording good. Here, we can keep going. Hey, Andrew, why don't you choke on this? Choke on this. This is a segment called Choke on This, where we're going to break down for you, the listeners, how easy it would be for a child to choke on the pieces of this game. Legal disclaimer, do not try any of the following at home. Wow. Yeah, that is important, especially, you know, as a parent, you want to make sure that whatever games you have lying around the house are not choking hazards. Absolutely. This is a very family-friendly podcast, uh. and we want all of your children to live long lives. So we wouldn't want you to pick up some dumb game that's all about them choking on the pieces. So uh, how chokeable is this game? Um, well, the one I'm looking at right here, fairly chokeable. Mm -hmm. uh, the pawns especially, they're small. That's the thing. The pawns on the old choke scale, 0 to 100, I'm going to say these pawns are a solid 90. Wow, yeah, very chokeable. Very chokeable. 
They're actually even rounded so that they would give very little resistance going down an esophagus. Right, right. But then or they have the, staying in an esophagus. They have, right, they have the wide base, to, so it's like a little That's plug. Right. So it looks like kind of like a little cork almost, you know? Yeah, so, it's almost kind of perfectly shaped to choke a child. You want to you you plug up your child's esophagus, great way to just you Just get, grab one of these pawns. Hey, introduce them to chess, you know, get, get them playing chess. Get them into chess, and then don't give them any directions other than that. Right. Right. Sit them down on a chessboard and say, "Have at it." Now, now we also have different size chess uh, sets as well. I mean, the the little That's travel ones. Oh my know, god, the little those, travel ones. I would say those are more chokeable, but actually, I'm thinking it might be less. Well, chokeable. at that point, they're like gushers or right, something right. like that. Essentially, <laughs> little tic tacs. Little tic tacs. They're yeah. basically breath fresheners, and they so they actually... can have your child eat that all day for right. all I care. I don't give a hoot. yeah. I mean, they'll come out the other end. So they'll it'll... probably come out the other end. Uh, you also ha- you also have these gigantic chess sets. You ever seen these out on the beach? You oh know? boy, I've seen them. You know, so the, these ones where you have to use your whole all your force to move the pieces. I mean, those pieces would probably choke on your child. <laughs> if your child climb tried to climb into one of those, the horse's mouth, you'd probably have to go save the horse. Right, <laughs> right, because they're huge. Oh, Heimlich on the horse. Heimlich. Uh, horse so you know, all kinds of different hazards with this game. It's um, my heavy metal band name, Horse Heimlich. Horse Heimlich. <laughs> Playing at Todd's Barbecue Bar I, I'd, on Thursday night. I'd see that. Horse Heimlich. Horse Heimlich. Now, on this set, on your normal chess set, I don't think your kid's going to... They'll try to swallow the king, but it ain't happening. Mm. They definitely ain't going to be swallowing... Yeah, the king, you know, oftentimes the king has a nice... Uh, cross on the top of his head, and I think that's going to absolutely make it impossible for a child to choke on. Mm-hmm. The bishop, if I'll tell you what, here's the thing about the bishop is, it, as much as it seems like the pawn was specifically designed to uh, kill your child, the bishop is maybe a little bit more aerodynamic, or I should say, esophagus dynamic. Esophagus dynamic. That's right. Uh, the only way this could be more chokeable, the bishop, is if you lube that thing up with a bunch of butter. Well, then I guess it would actually <laughs> go down a little bit. So I guess what I'm trying to say is if your child is anywhere near your chest set, you're going to want to lube it up with butter just in case. Just Because you never know. Whenever you play chess, have a stick of butter ready to go. Absolutely. Or some of that Pam spray, you know? Mm. Yeah, just spray all the pieces with Pam yeah. before you. Yeah. And then you don't have to worry about a single thing. Non-stick chess. So I think I'd say in uh, oh, how in, about re- the, in review, yeah. How about the uh, board, Pete? Is this is the board chokeable? This is a very good question, Andrew. Um, the board itself, it, how choke? How much do we think your child could choke on this board? I mean, I'm thinking fold it up. How many times could you fold this board in half? Uh, I've been that's working out recently, so I'd say roughly twenty times. Twenty times? I, think. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's possible. You fold it up into a tiny little packet, you know, swallow that thing. And then, yeah. and then it unfolds itself in. Oh, that's gonna be a real problem in, in the throat. Well, no, oh, if it hits no, the stomach, the then you're officially not choking. Right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, we're gonna take a quick second to teach Andrew what choking. <laughs> Go to Google.com and oh, look up choking. choking. Google.com backslash okay. choking. So it's gonna Definition. unfold itself in your esophagus, in your child's esophagus, and then you're gonna look like a Looney Tune. It's gonna be like a, a cartoon character, right? Absolutely. It's gonna, it's gonna have this big wide brim sticking out. And yeah. here's the best part about that is that. You can still play chess on that thing, even though it's in your child's throat. At, At least point, it'd be funny. It'd be yeah, a funny death. You could uh, now your child has become an end table, and you can put your drinks on the the part of his throat <laughs> that's jutting out. And then uh, I don't know if he if it ever comes out the other side. Uh, you clean that baby off, he get right back to chess.
All right. So, what would you say uh, in sum? How how uh, how chokeable? Yeah. Are we gonna choke on this? I'm gonna say half and a half. Mm. I'm gonna give it the old half and a half creamer. Depends on the size of your chest set. That's right. And the slipperiness of your butter. And here's the other de- hard determining factor. How dumb is that kid of yours? Well, that's a great, uh, I didn't want to be the one to say it, Pete. Well, I uh, I like to bring it up all the time because uh, there's a lot of dumb children out there, and uh, you got you got to just judge gauge this stuff at home. Maybe if the, you know that your kid's an idiot, and you do, if maybe. they are, maybe don't let them near most of these chess pieces. Maybe this is why we don't have more friends. Always calling our friends' kids dumb. Well. If I call a spade a spade, right, and a dumb child, a dumb child. Uh, I've been thinking about this game, Andrew. Um, is this just fantasy? Is this just fantasy? Is this just fantasy? Okay, well, um, so what do we mean by that? Is well, what I mean by that, Andrew, is how about we do a segment where we break down whether this game could happen. In real life, to pull back the uh, the old fourth wall a little bit here. It's almost you like you had that written me. in front of you in this segment we're playing. <laughs> now, the question for this game is, how grounded in real life is this game, Andrew? Is this just some fantasy BS that George R.R. R. Martin slash Tolkien thought up on the can? Well, it, it seems like that, because we got... We got knights and swords and yeah swords and all kinds of uh, medieval battles but of course uh, at one time in history this this was real life this was the way it happened this yep. is a documentary and a board game in fact i believe in medieval times the ground was a checkerboard pattern that's how in the, the restaurant earth, medieval times the earth was. i believe so as well the ground the ground is probably checkered there well Right, they have that. And lino- also, they have like that linoleum. They have a checkerboard linoleum there. What if, what if the the ownership group for Medieval Times went on to make checkers and rallies? You think that happened? I'm possibly, uh, maybe. I think back in Medieval Times, the ground was this checkerboard. It was a big PNG file. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So you, you know how these days, uh, uh, children will try not to step on a crack because it'll break their mom's back. Right. Well, back then, they tried to only step on the white squares right, right. so that the devil didn't swallow like their going, grandmother. Like going to the supermarket with your mom, you know? Yep. Yeah. The other ones were lava. Mm-hmm. That's that's the beginning of chess. That's <laughs> Back to history of chess. What it started <laughs> with was kids hopping around on checkerboards. Hey, you know what's funny is that they call it checkerboards, even though it's a chessboard. It's a chessboard. Which came first, checkers or chess? Ah, dude. Tune in next week. <laughs> we'll have to review the game of checkers yeah. and fill you in on that. I'm not sure which one came first. I think this game is not realistic at all, and I'll tell you why. Okay. It's way too orderly yeah. in terms of warfare. You don't, okay. you don't wait you for don't your take po- turns. Right, you don't take turns in warfare, Yeah. right? Well, we used to, but let's just... Society these days? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> we used to be so polite back in the day that we would take turns getting closer to murdering each other that's but kids <laughs> these days on their phones probably just go ahead and swing a big old sword at each other at the same time right right i agree i think this uh game is uh crazy because i've never seen a dang horse hop in an l shape before and so i oh, think that's pretty different great point great also point. i've all, never seen a religious figure just float in a diagonal pattern 
Well, you know, these days some of these priests can be a little bit slant mm, sideways. Getting po- getting political. <laughs> you know what? You could make this game very realistic if you wanted to. And what you would do is set it all up and then just immediately close it on itself. <laughs> right? All the pieces run at and each other. All and- the pieces just collide. And you see which ones are standing at the end. And if there's anything standing, they get the oil. I like it, actually. That's a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. Hey, Andrew, uh, real quick, go ahead and review on this. Review on this. Review on this. We happen to uh, research some reviews online about chess. Believe it or not, there are some reviews about chess. There have been over the the 1,500-year history of this game. And uh, we're going to read a few right now and tell you about what these people's lives are like that they had to go ahead and give a review on chess. It gives us a nice little window into what the lives of these people are like. Like this one right here. This is a quote about chess. It says, When you are lonely, when you feel yourself an alien in the world, play chess. This will raise your spirits and be your counselor in war. Wow, deep. Yeah. You know who said that? Go ahead. Aristotle. Aristotle, the Greek philosopher. The ancient Greek philosopher. Uh... Yeah, only problem with that, Aristotle born uh, more than 2,000 years ago, and chess invented 1,500 years ago. So I'm calling hmm. I'm calling shenanigans on that quote, but it was a great quote. I'm you not... sound like a round earther to me. Okay, all right. Uh, when you're lonely and you feel like an alien, you play chess. <laughs> and it raises your spirits, and it's a counselor in war. This, is, this quote's all over, this review's all over the place from Aristotle. He's like... So clearly he's lonely. You know what I mean? He's right. trying to he's... pass it off like he's not. He's like, hey, when you're lonely and you're feeling like an alien. And meanwhile, Aristotle himself is in some corner uh, by himself. And he's like, blip blop. I'm an alien over here. <laughs> uh, he also didn't know how to play chess because if you're lonely, you clearly don't have any friends and you can't play chess by yourself. Yeah, that's so funny. When you're lonely, <laughs> go ahead and play chess. It's like, hey, Aristotle, guess what, dude? You can't play chess lonely, because you got to have a friend on the other side of the board, Right, right. dumb dumb. Uh, all right, give me another one. What's right. another review here on chess? Here's a review. Chess is war over the board. The object is to crush the opponent's mind. Oh, I didn't know we were, we were crushing minds now. No, Bob, that's what Bobby Fischer had to say. Oh, that one's attributed Bobby, to Fischer. Bobby Fischer. Turns out Bobby Fischer is one of the X-Men. And his objective, what he wants to get out of chess, is literally crushing people's minds. I I get the impression that for Bobby Fischer, chess is definitely not a game. It's definitely not fun. I'll say that. Oh, absolutely not. It's... Maybe it is fun for him. He, he gets off on crushing people's minds. What's he's, crazy is he's a sociopath. You're playing a murder simulator, as we've covered before, and that's just not enough for Bobby Fischer. So he's, Bob- he's like, okay, so th- all of my boys on the board are killing the other b- boys' boys. Right. But what if we took it a step further, and I then uh, also crushed the mind of the human opponent right. across my across the board from me so not only have i killed all of his fictional characters he's basically dead too now right so bobby fisher clearly a sociopath um absolute insanity probably yeah serial killer bobby fisher is ted bundy i'm saying it right now (laughs) um here's another one from bobby fisher it's a short review of chess it says chess is life uh (laughs) okay how about Chess is a 
bo- is a board game, Bobby. Jesus, Yo, chess relax. is life. I mean, this man is either trapped in chess and that, and then so chess is literally life to him because he's can't get out like a genie, right? Uh, or he's got no, he's never lived a day in his life. Essentially, imagine you grow up and you go. Hey, actually, you know what all life boils down to? The game of chess. Okay, how about sex and Coca-Cola and walking your dog on an autumn day? Wow. And the Gap and Spencer's Gifts. But chess is still good. Maybe not life. Blaise Pascal said chess is the gymnasium of the mind. So chess, so okay, so chess is where you go to do like somersaults, the the high beam, the uneven bars. Okay. Right? Yeah, I guess that's what he's trying to get at. I think what Blaise Pascal is telling us with this quote is he's never seen a gym in his life. <laughs> chess is a chess is a Hey, what if a what if a your friend rolled up to you? Your guys are all talking about the most recent episode of Family Guy, right? And you're having a great time recounting all the goofs, and then Blaze Pascal rolls up and he goes, "Hey guys, you know how chess is kind of like the gym? Wouldn't you beat his butt into the, <laughs> into the dirt?" <laughs> yeah. Um, Ben's take on chess, Ben Larson, who I have no idea. Hey, who is that? That sounds really familiar. Ben Larson. He's gotta be, he's either a crank yanker or he's a big chess guy. Okay. But he said, chess is a beautiful mistress. That's his review of chess. Chess is a beautiful mistress. Okay. So chess is kind of like, all right, it's that secret that you're keeping from your wife. Yes. Right. He did say mistress specifically. Right. I get it. So you don't want anybody to know that you're playing chess. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's, she can't know. She can't know what I have with chess. Hey, whatever floats your boat, man. I'm not gonna. If that's get, is that if that's what gets you off. I mean, the man's clearly horny for chess, <laughs> and uh, it tells us a lot about Ben Larson, uh, Cecil Purdy, <laughs> and I gotta say, <laughs> Cecil. Well, Top ten names I'll never name my children. Mighty Number man. two, Cecil Purdy. <laughs> Number one is probably Bill Cosby, but number two is Cecil Purdy. Right, also because your last name's not Purdy, but Cecil Purdy said, chess is as much a mystery as women. Okay, nerd, guess what? (laughs) (laughs) I hate to break it to you, but this is exactly this game. I know this dude was a chess grandmaster, because he's like, I can never understand women the way I can understand my my chess pieces well but but maybe if he were a grand grandmaster at chess and maybe he's saying hey women aren't a mystery because chess oh, is not a mystery to me wait that's a good point if chess maybe is, he's he's yeah. getting all the ladies right for he's him doing, he's doing it every night yeah and then playing chess afterwards. this is a burn on all the rookie chess players because <laughs> right. he's saying hey if you don't know how to play chess you don't even you can't even understand women but guys wow. like me who can play chess who can uh what's the word i'm looking for who can tickle the ivories of chess <laughs> right let's yeah. just say it's not the only thing we're tickling i'm also talking about pawns bleep, and bishops bleep this out yeah uh <laughs> absolutely and uh the, he sounds like so okay so he is a um 
pickup artist is what we're landing on. This sounds like something that I think oh. the pickup art, artist mystery would say if he was a chess grandmaster. So, he would say, you know, chess is kind of like a mystery like women. You got to get good at one to get good at the other. Oh, I like it. Uh, I got one more review of chess. All right, let's hear this review. And this is can't, from a man named... Can't wait for another good one. Gary Kasparov. Gary Kasparov said... The friendly ghost. Chess is mental torture. Finally, an accurate <laughs> review of chess. <laughs> Everyone else is like, chess is like a beautiful woman, woman that I'm in love with and I also kiss deeply. And Gary's like, chess ruined my life and my children hate me now because of this game mental torture maybe maybe hear me out on this okay maybe he's into like sex dungeons and oh. 50 shades of gray stuff yeah you know what i'm saying i do um and i'm familiar you know <laughs> he likes to play chess while whipping yeah, that's it. mental torture to him is actually a big turn on. So right. he's like, so Ooh. yeah, exactly. So he, the mental way he torture. I actually read this wrong. I should have read been read this like chess is actually mental torture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's attributed to Gary Kasparov, the pervert. Gary Kasparov, huge pervert. I want to want to play a game. Did you know that the in the Saw movies when Jigsaw said you want to play a game, he was referring to chess. Is that right? Yeah, because it's actually Gary Kasparov's spirit locked in a <laughs> puppet. Want to play a game? And then and, everyone, then, and, and then, then everyone's like started like <laughs> was like oh my god, and they like started to saw their arms off, and he's like no, I'm actually I wanted to play chess. Wanted actually, to play chess. <laughs> you don't. I didn't want you to saw your arm off. Whoa, who could that be at the door? It's Dr. Fraser Crane. Dr. Fraser Crane. That's right. This is a segment where we count down the top 10 phrases that you'll hear somebody say while playing this game. Number 10. Uh, are you going to take your turn? Oh. Oh, it's my turn? Oh, sorry. Number 9. Hey, this chess is getting pretty nuts right now. Number 8. Um, yeah, I sacrificed my queen on purpose. Number seven. Keep moving your pieces like that, and I'm gonna have to smash them with a hammer. Number six. King me. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, Number five. I wish I had 1,000 pawns, because they're my favorite part. Number four. En passant, and a croissant, bitch. Number three. If you take all my knights, I won't have any horses to look at, so don't do that. Number two. Wait, 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 wait. I did not take my hand off it. Doesn't count till, till I take my hand off it. Wait, wait. Okay, go. Hurry up with your turn. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Please, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up with your turn. Please, come on, come on, come on, come on. Number one. Could they make these pieces any more phallic? No, seriously. Could someone do that, please? Oh, well, that was great, but, uh, you know, I'm having so much fun, but can't help but think to myself, Andrew, does this game have any deeper meaning? Deeper meaning. A deeper meaning to chess. What does this game really mean? Is this some sort of metaphor for something that already exists? Is that why they made this game? Okay, so I, th I think I've got a metaphor for this game. Hear me out on this, all right? So you're a bunch of pawns, right? Okay. 
And you know how the rule about when you get a pawn to the opposite end of the board. Oh, yeah. You can turn it into, usually you turn it into a queen, but really you could turn it into any piece you want. That's actually the rule. Uh huh. So it's kind of like, hey, yeah, you work hard enough in life. Oh, yeah. And eventually you could become whatever you want to become. If you hashtag grind every 365, 24 a day. Right. Then you could, hey, you could become a bishop. You could become a queen. You could be ripped and be an Instagram model. You could even be a horse. You could. That's. <laughs> That's actually something that people do, and I don't judge on it. All right, sweet. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so that's really what this game is all about. It's a grind metaphor. Um, Absolutely. And you're always surrounded by haters 24-7. Who are trying to stop you. Right. And actually, let's, trying to stop you. I mean, let's be honest. That, your goal. Right, that whole thing about getting to your goal hardly mm-hmm. ever happens. Absolutely. It never happens. So, if, maybe once a game. So, actually, yeah. The this, game is a lifetime. I I was thinking that this game had a, had a bright happy meaning, but I think actually it's just it's just it's it's very realistic commentary on life. Actually, my like, haters, you could try your hardest to get mm-hmm. to the other end of the board, mm-hmm. um, but you're gonna get murdered before that happens. You could work out every day of your life, drink enough Mountain Dew to keep you jazzed, right? You could tell all of your haters to f off using bumper stickers on your Honda Civic that you've modded out. Sounds and, like you're going to make it to the end of the board. And still, oh, they get you in the end on child support payments. Oh, God. Andrew, you know what I could go for right now after all this talking? Mm, tell me. I'm in the mood for bottomless apps. Bottomless apps. Bottomless apps is a segment uh, brought to you by TGI Fridays. TGI Fridays, bottomless apps. Get, grab a fork, grab a knife, app up. In this segment, Andrew and I take our pants off and we brainstorm on how to turn this hit board game into a hit mobile app. So how could we, uh, first of all, first let's of all, let's take, take our off pants. our pants. All right, good. Here we go. All right, good. Great. Really hope my wife doesn't come back home while we got our pants off down in my basement. That's funny because I hope she does. <laughs> So, now that we are bottomless, let's get to the app here, Andrew. So, how do we turn chess, something that literally no child would ever want to be caught around, and make it into a hit mobile app that they're downloading onto their iPhones? Okay. Well, first of all, the key word there is hit mobile app, because there are already tons of mobile apps Right. We can make chess. a mobile app anytime you want. Right. A monkey could do it. We, we, we play on one. It's called Chess Time. It's a good one. It is a good one. I recommend you play. Um, but yeah, we want, we're trying to appeal to the masses here. That's right. We were trying to make this a hit mobile app. We got to We're trying to go flappy bird and angry birds, right? Flappy bird and angry birds. And you know what the common denominator there is? Birds. birds. Okay. So, so, all right. So we're talking bird chess. Chess now. birds. Okay. Chess birds. Chess birds. I like where we're going with this. And one of them's fat and one of them farts. Okay. All right. Perfect. That's the king and queen. Now, I assume that the farting is going to, you're going to have to collect some sort of gemstones. We always need that. The right? farts, right. If you collect enough farts, uh, if they've, okay. So you start out with a, a rock. Right. But if you fart on it enough, over time, it becomes a gemstone. Gemstone, all right. But you could pay two ninety nine to get some you more gemstones. Right. right. We definitely need... Yeah, We're going to need in-app purchases. In-a- in-app purchases, big time, mm-hmm. okay? You, you could also purchase, purchase more pawns. More beans to get your fart meter up. Okay, great. I don't, yeah, This is all about farts now. Birds that are farting. Well, one of the birds farts, at least. Okay, so... Okay, so... <laughs> 
at some point we're playing chess in this app, I guess, right? The pieces do move on a checkerboard. Okay. But they move via fart. Okay, I'm with you. It slides them along because the board is greased up. We're going to have a lot of like jingly sound effects and stuff like that to make mm-hmm. it sound right. You're trying to... Yeah, there's going to be dop- a lot of sparkle That effects. dopamine rush, so I mm-hmm. want more. Okay, good. That's right. And basically, uh, there's going to be a bunch of ads that pop up. Okay. Uh, that you got to have to close or you can click on them. Doesn't really matter to me. So Just the, if the ads are in there, it pays for itself. Right, but they need to pop up at really inconvenient times, like right uh, before. Ideally, about, right during a fart. During okay, right. So you you click, you make a move, then the ad pops up. You make a movement. You, <laughs> right, you know what I mean. right, right, right. You you can't you can't see what the result of that move was until you, until you click on the X on the ad of right. But it has to go down by five seconds first before you click on that X, right? You, you gotta at least skip watch five ad, seconds. right? Skip ad, then. But then the X you disappears before you're able to click on it. The X that you go to click on is not the right X. And then actually. you're and then you're kind of like, well, should I actually click on this to make the X reappear? But if I click on this, will that take me to this ad's website? Mm-hmm. Right, so I'm not sure if I should click anymore. So I might as well just watch the whole ad. There you go, revenue. And then, yeah, you watch the whole ad. It and opens up a new browser window. New browser window, perfect. On your phone. Right, I'm, then I'm you loving gotta this. Click out of that. I think people will love this. And then you can take your next move. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. Ah, I'd I'd download it, and it's free, right? It's free. Right. That's the best part. Is it's a hundred percent free. Okay, so I think... any child can download it onto their parents' iPad. I think on the icon for this app, we need to have like a bird that's in a, a sexy Viking, a sexy Viking bird, bird that's in a tank mm-hmm. that has its mouth wide open screaming. Right. And that's right. Yeah. OK. And like things are exploding in the background. That's it. Mm-hmm. Has nothing to do with the game at all. And probably the description of the game should probably go something like this. Please to be downloading this chess game forever life. <laughs> Hack. Yes. Sparkle chess. Sparkle chess. And that's it. That'll get them. That'll get them. I think they love it. And the person will go, wow, this is, they didn't even spend any time. They must have put all their time into making this game and none on writing this description. So we definitely need to pay a bunch of people to write fake uh, reviews of this game. Yeah. Um, Mostly saying how much chess is like Fortnite. Seventy-five percent of our budget can go to bots. Bots. Fortnite bots. Fortnite bots saying this is just like Fortnite Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. Um, it's but it's technically chess. Mm-hmm. All the birds doing Fortnite dances. Oh, now we're talking. And every time they move their hips, they <clears throat> do fart again. All right, so now we're now we're talking. Okay, but mm-hmm. we'll come up with our own dances. They're called chess chess yeah, dances. Yeah, because we don't want to get slapped with a lawsuit. Right, right. But it'll be something just as dumb. Not that they could find us ever. Something just as dumb as that. Mm-hmm. And then I think that's it, really. I think you just sit back and let the money roll in. All right, well, let's pull up our pants and uh, be done with those bottomless apps. Check, please. <laughs> that's been bottomless apps. We've been thinking about how to make a hit mobile game, but uh, what about those diehard board game fans, probably like our listeners, who wouldn't, uh, who really want to feel the thing in their hands? Andrew? Right. I want to feel. Mm-hmm. I want to feel that piece in my hands. Yeah, uh, you're not alone there, even wanna, though you are alone I most of the time. Grip. <laughs> now, most of the time. 
What? But maybe they wouldn't buy chess. God knows they haven't already. That's why chess sales are down all over the world. Let's do it. I think so. All right. But with our help, maybe we can get those sales up with a little bit of what I like to call market research. Market research. God knows people aren't rushing out to buy chess on Black Friday. Mm -mm. We need we need a few more chess sets sold and quick. Um, When's the last time you saw a 20 year old punch a 50 year old in the face because they wanted to get the last chess board target on Black Friday? Right. Exactly. I mean, when's the last time you even shopped for chess? Let's spitball some ways to make chess more appealing to the masses, Andrew. What if we made the pieces characters from popular TV shows? That's a good idea and probably something no one has ever done before. Right. right? Up to this point. Think of any popular TV show or... Uh, oh, whoops, I'm looking it up on my phone right now, and every single show that has ever been invented has a chess version. Oh. Whoops. Movies? Right. How about movies? Movie franchises. Yeah, the, all of them. They've okay. all got chess all right, made so. out of them. We're going to have to go. We're going to think outside the box here. Okay. Um, okay. What okay. if every single piece actually had a real miniature sword attached to Ooh. it that if you, you do have to be careful because it will cut you it is sharp i love Mm -hmm. it i love it so then we got people who are okay yeah and then also i got it okay okay sake so i love it people are accidentally cutting themselves with this thing Mm -hmm. which is you know something that needs to happen for this Mm -hmm. in order to work people go to the emergency room to get some stitches Mm -hmm. and they say hey what happened what happened and they said i was playing chess Uh uh-huh word spreads quick exactly the guy next door who's got cancer he goes what's this chess i'm hearing about right Mm -hmm. okay People better, are saying, play it, better play it quick before I die in the next few weeks. Wow, chess is pretty dangerous now. I better go check this game out again. It's uh-huh. kind of like the new uh, Tide Pods yes, know, thing, right? It's absolutely. like, hey, teenagers are playing chess. Can you believe it? Pe- and, mm-hmm. You know, you get all that press, boom. What if we filled all the pieces with actual blood? And then so that when you take a piece, you take that little sword and then you cut it open and the blood spills. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Very graphic. Okay, how about okay, so how about we sell chess, right? Okay. Just just normal chess inside. Yes. Um, but on the front cover mm-hmm. it doesn't say chess anywhere. Okay. Yeah, I mean you have maybe Whoa, what an interesting strategy. Right. It distance yourself from the idea of chess. Right, exactly. You put on there something else that people might want to buy. Um, right. What would you call it in, instead of chess? Spaghetti, probably. Like you you think that you're probably buying... would get a lot of people to buy it, right? You think you're buying spaghetti. Um, it's called spaghetti, but you put scantily clad women on there and then people buy it. Well, now you're just pitching ideas to spaghetti companies. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you start now, we, tomorrow, there's probably after this podcast drop, there's probably gonna be a bunch of spaghetti. Ronzoni is going to have some, uh, some, uh, <laughs> ladies on the cover now. Right. Well, hey, um, it will work, but they're then, but they don't have to pay us cause this is, that's called a free in- podcast. That's called incidental marketing. You're welcome. One thing I'm seeing is that they got a queen on this board. Right. Otherwise, it's a real sausage party. But they got a queen on this board, and I'm not seeing any cleavage. So I think they could probably bump that up. Right? So all the pieces have little cleavages on the front. Well, just the queens. The, oh, oh. The kings, <laughs> okay, the kings can the have a bulge. Okay. I get And it. the horses, well, let's face it. It's going to be... It's going to be we're large. Gonna need, I, we're going to need some more plastic. Right. We're going <laughs> to... We're going to need a bigger plastic, as they say in uh, Jaws. In Jaws. That is the famous line mm-hmm. from Jaws. 
Um, how about we just make the horses female? Okay. We just say chess, now with female horses. Oh, interesting. Chess, now with female horses. Because, and people will go to the, and go, well, I wonder what that's like. Right. And then we'll say, well, you better buy it if you want to know. Right. And then they find out it's the same thing, really, because the horses. Yeah, because you can't, you don't even see the bottom half of the horses right. anyway. So. Which is where all the good stuff is. So you don't really need to put any more money into this same product. Exact game, other, actually. It's just a new packaging. Just put a sticker. Just a sticker. Right, a sticker. a sticker. Perfect, perfect. We don't even need now to make a new box. Horses. Now with female horses. I think that would work. It's worth a try. Okay. How about this? I see this like at the mall a lot, um, especially like in the food court. You know, these people standing out giving free samples. Yeah. So how about chess free samples? Like, hey, oh. like, hey, here's a pawn. You want to try chess? Here's a pawn. Oh, interesting. And you just like hand out a pawn to people. And then they, they're they going to try to eat it. Right. And they'll probably choke on we've that. Probably, we've covered how chokeable those right, are. Right, right. For sure. Uh, uh, and that's a lot of press that you'd get for that. And that's for sure. Yeah. And and at least they'd like get the sensation of mm-hmm. moving a piece, mm-hmm. a square forward. That's a good point. It's like, hey, yeah, this is they, pretty fun. I like moving this piece. They die. And then the person who gave them the sim goes, checkmate. <laughs> How about we take a page out of the old Nintendo book? Okay. And every piece is kind of like an amiibo in the base of them. If you touch it to your iPad, it unlocks content. Whoa. Like some backstory, maybe a mini game. Yes. Where it's a bird and they are farting all over the board. (laughs) That's the way we tie it into the app. Right. How about you touch the bishop to your iPad? Right. And it unlocks a game where you got to line up a bunch of crosses right. of different colors. And if you get a, if it's a line of the same color, they disappear. Oh, mm-hmm. I like it. And then you can buy like holy water. Okay. To, uh, that's like a bomb, maybe. I'm following you. Okay. So how about what if you take the rooks and you put it on your iPad? Okay. And then it unlocks a game where... You have a bunch of different colored castles, mm-hmm. and when you line them up, they disappear. Oh, that's a good idea. Right? Yeah, and let's say you take your pawn, you touch it, the base of the pawn to the iPad. Okay. It brings up a game where you can match up similar colored ears of corn, and uh, if you get the same ears of corn in a line, it, it disappears and unlocks a deleted scene from Big Bang Theory. <laughs> Now you're talking to the masses. Now we're selling it to the masses. Now we are selling chess, baby. That's what we like to call market research. Yeah, chess. Wonderful game for two. You know, two could play this game, but should they? Two could play this game, but should they? Yeah, should two people play this game, Pete? Yeah, I mean, I think two people can go ahead and play this game if they got nothing else going on. Uh, Why not? In all honesty, I really think it depends on how good you are at chess and how mm-hmm. good the other person is at chess. Because, That's right. Because you, you We wanna... touched on this earlier, right. but uh, if you suck, you know your opponent better suck too. Right. Or mm-hmm. both being really great at chess, in which case... You're probably not listening to this because you're probably playing chess right <laughs> That's now. That's probably true. Uh, probably at a chess camp. Chess, very, very frustrating if the other person is much better than you. Um, yeah, we know. We've played other people before, acquaintances of ours, who are uh, very good at everything and or chess. And uh, I got to say, 
I didn't like it. That's for sure. No, that's why when I found out that you weren't good at chess, just like I wasn't good at chess. Well, let's just say we've been playing for a long time. So that that's when that's when two people should play chess. Mm-hmm. So um, if you had to rate this game, zero being two people should definitely not play this game uh-huh. ever, ever. Yeah. Or one hundred. Two people should play this game every waking second. Two people should quit their jobs and just play this game mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. What would you give it? I'd probably give it a 70. A 70? I'm 70% sure that two people should play this game. All right. Um, I'm going to go a little bit lower. I'm saying, I'm, I'm only saying uh, 60 because 60% sure only because of the uh, mismatch factor. You know, you got to you got to know who you're playing against. So, and that makes it an average of 65% sure between the two of us that two people should play this game. All right, 65. We are officially 65% sure that two should play the game of chess. Let's go ahead and visit our leaderboard, take a look at uh, all the games we've reviewed so far and see where this game falls on the old board leaderboard all right 65 percent. let's Coming put it up there 65 percent. we've got whoop number one on the leaderboard also yes first place and also last place only game. first and last also the only thing on the leaderboard currently chess chess so 65 so there's that for our full leaderboard that you can access at any time that you're hounding for the leaderboard, go to our <laughs> website, which is twocanplaythatgamepodcast.tumblr.com. What else can we expect to see on that website, Pete? The website can have, man, quite frankly, anything the listeners want. Pictures of us, probably. That's number one, what people want to see. Yep. Uh, Centerfolds uh, of us. Of us. Recipes. And- Pictures of chess pieces, probably. Probably pictures of the sexy chess pieces that we've made. Mm. <laughs> uh, so, after playing a bunch of chess together, Pete, uh, are mm. we cool? Are we cool? This is a segment where we like to check in with each other after we play these games and find out, are we still cool? Yeah, so we already said that uh, you know, we're 65% sure that two people should play chess together. But mm-hmm. um, after you're done a game of chess, how how much is your friendship hurting? Yeah. How did this, this how did this affect our friendship, Andrew? Do we do we gain friendship points or did we lose friendship points yeah. because of the game of chess? Friendship points, very real points that I always keep track of. That's right. We're starting at a baseline of zero here with the beginning of the podcast. So, and z- so zero would be neutral. Our, our mm- friendship didn't change at all, right? Mm-hmm. All right. That's right. Okay, so are we plus or minus on our friendship? That's right. Um, I'm saying after playing chess. Yes. Uh, well, <laughs> it depends. Sometimes we go on, this is honest. I mean, sometimes we go on stretches where yeah. I lose five games in a row, and I got to say, friendship is on the brinks of breaking. Hey. That's that's an honest review of chess. Uh, sometimes, though, when I'm winning, I win four or five in a row. Uh-huh. Boy, I feel great, and I assume you do, too, because wow. I don't think it, about your feelings Interestingly ever. selfish way I to play chess. Never think about okay, your so feelings. Okay, so when you're winning, you're always feeling good about me yep. and us, and when you're losing, you just can't deal with it. 
and you definitely. take it out on our friendship. Hate, I see how hate it your is. guts. Hate your guts when I'm losing at chess. Interesting. And I, you know, I just assume that it's the same for you. Sure. I never I really mean, thought you could about assume it. Assume that it just would be untrue. Do you have feelings? I never actually considered it. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say, after playing chess and just our experience with chess in general, I'm going to say plus two friendship points. Yeah, I was actually going to say the same thing. Plus two mm, plus friendship. Plus two. Yeah, because wow. overall, I think it only works because we are similarly horrible at chess. That's exactly. We can't stress that enough. <laughs> if you're ever playing anybody who's better than you, it's not fun. <laughs> not fun at all. And your friendship will be gone. So... Uh, this has been a cautionary tale. We know by now that you only have one friend. If you are much worse than your friend at chess, mm-hmm. do not play do because not play you will have chess. zero friends. You'll be marrying a computer before you know it. Not so bad, I'd say. Oh, well, okay. That's... So I'd say with a combined plus two each, where our friendship has jumped four points in the positive. Wow. We're at plus four. Thanks to chess. Thanks, chess. Hey, thanks a lot, chess. Well, folks, we just wanted to say thanks for listening to today's podcast. Uh, Hope you enjoyed chess as much as we did. Now, remember to rate and subscribe if you can. That really helps us. So uh, we'll catch you next time on Two Can Play That Game. Unless, of course, you make another friend in the meantime. In which case, you're going to want to point yourself away from this podcast. You're actually not allowed here anymore. <laughs> right, you can't, right. Legally, you can't listen to this one anymore. You're instead going to want to go listen to Menage a Trois, Board Games for Three. Oh, I love that podcast. Yeah, awesome. All right, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean?